Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. Whoa! This is The View from Vitale, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Let's head to our 101 ESPN celebrity line. We're joined by our guy Joe Vitale, fresh off the Vegas win last night in the uh, 2-1 shootout victory, or overtime victory, excuse me. Uh, Joe, how are you? Hey, Stalter, doing great today. How are you guys? We're, we're doing good, too, coming off the, the victory. Your, your biggest takeaway from last night? Uh, biggest takeaway from last night? Uh, the St. Louis Blues still have one of the most elite goaltenders in the National Hockey League. I mean, I think that's just plain and simple. You know, Jordan Bennington stood on his head all night long. There was some stretches in that game, especially early on where the Blues gave up a couple breakaways where I think that he stood on his head, a couple great glove saves to to give this team some belief that when they look up at the scoreboard, even though they were outplayed in some stretches, it's still 0-0. And then, of course, you get a fortunate bounce at the end of the first. I think the Blues did a great job keeping it patient taking what the Vegas Golden Knights gave them. They took advantage. Uh, unfortunately, Jack Eichel uh, put one in there late to, to get the Vegas Golden Knights at one point. But at the end of the day, uh, you're looking at a team that's a little bit in transition. Uh, it's been a little inconsistent at times. One thing that just remains very consistent is that you have you know the top five goals in the National Hockey League, and that's going to give you a chance every single night. Joey, watching the Thomas Neighbors and Buchnevich line last night, they had a, I, I felt like they had a really good game. They possessed the puck a lot in the offensive zone. It's only been a few games, a handful of games for them, but what are you seeing? Yeah, I think they look really sharp. I mean, obviously, Jake Neighbors, um, you know, leading the way with goals, he, he's been the biggest surprise in the first quarter of the season. I think when you have Robert Thomas in the middle, I, I really don't care who you put him around. I think he is, he's at the top of his game right now where he's just – He's finding lanes, and he's anticipating so well. When the puck's coming to him, he already knows the two or three options that he has before he gets it, and then it's on and off his stick so quickly. You really have to be a winger that's ready for the puck at all times when you're with Robert Thomas. So I've seen exceptional puck movement. Uh, really, has been led by Robert Thomas. His faceoffs have been great there as well, which has really helped with puck possession. You know, even in that game last night, there were some great stretches where he won a lot of faceoffs. Uh, especially in the D zone. And you know what? It, it's still a learning curve. You know, Riz, I know you had a, a front row seat at it last night with me. You know, that Robert Thomas turnover in the third period uh, through the middle of the ice right after he stepped over the offensive blue, trying to go to Buchnevich. Was that the really the time and the place to make that play? Maybe, maybe not. I think he knew it. Of course, that and Buchnevich ends up tripping up Eichel, puts them on the power play, and that's where Jack Eichel scores the equalizer. So it, it's still a learning process. It's going to be a learning curve for Cairo and Thomas along the way or we can't expect perfection just yet, uh, but certainly they are building in a great direction. And you're right, Thomas's line with Bushnevich and Neighbors has looked sharp over the last couple weeks. 
Joe, I've, I asked this of Jamie, and I, I asked this at the top of the show. The numbers when the Blues are trailing compared to when they score the first goal are, I mean, drastically different. Do you think there's anything stylistically that the Blues uh, are doing or not doing when they're up in a game compared to when they're down? I think the biggest thing, you know, Saul, that you're seeing is this is a team coming into the season that really wanted to refocus on the defensive side of things, right? They, they wanted to establish a stronger defensive identity. Okay, so when you do that, if you can get that first goal, you really can sit back and focus on the defensive side. But as a player, if for some reason you allow that first goal to go in, then instinctually you, you kind of forget, not necessarily forget, but maybe defensive isn't necessarily the priority anymore because why? You need a goal, right? You need to get that goal back. Maybe you're down by two. So this is where I think that that's where you're seeing such a drastic change when they score the first goal. Right? They sit at 12-0 when they score first. And then and then when they don't score first, it, it's kind of the other way. So I think that that, to me, is what I'm seeing, a characteristic of this group, that when they get on the board early, they really can just everyone all hands on deck, defensive side of things, and making sure they protect that lead. Um, you know, and the other thing to kind of keep in mind is, you know, with, with this style – they're going to have to just be patient, and they know that. You know that was the biggest key takeaway last night. Craig Bruby said it in the morning: you got to be patient, and you got to take what the other team's going to give you. And I think the Blues have done a very, very good job of that. Uh, Joey Scott Perunovic, he's had you know a good handful of games here, a little bit of a run for him in the last little while. You know, when you're watching Scott Perunovic, what are you thinking about his play here recently, mostly on the defensive side? I think he's been good. I do. I think he has, his puck movement's been, been better. I think that he's getting used to the speed of the NHL. That's always the biggest adjustment, I think, for players when they come up for the American Hockey League, and especially when they come from college, which, you know, keep in mind, he was there just a few years ago. You know, and he, he is um, an established NHLer now, but he hasn't had a ton of experience, mostly because of the, the two injuries he's had, one on his left shoulder and the other one on his left wrist. I was watching Scott. You know, he was doing his art machine after the morning skate yesterday, and he was hooked up and getting the electric pulses sent to his shoulders and kind of recovering and, and getting ready for the game. And he's just got a massive gash of a scar on his left shoulder and then another one right on his left wrist. And this is a, a guy that's been, been banged up in his pro career so far. He's had a lot of surgeries, a lot of injuries that have held him out. So it's going to take, again, another player, which takes a lot, about, a, lot, a lot of time. I noticed with the speed of the game changing, he is getting more acclimated to that. I think, you know, Riv, you know this, is turning and going back quicker for pucks is a huge thing. Or if you can receive a chip in, turn, and sprint back, that's, that gives you an extra, you know, microsecond to really make a, a better decision. You know, I think his shoulder checking has been better when he's retreating back for pucks. So at the end of the day, he's, he's anticipating better. And that's got to be the name of the game for him. He's an undersized defenseman. You know, he's not overly big. He's not overly physical. So he's got to depend on his feet. He's got to depend on his puck moving. And for your feet and your puck moving abilities to be at a, at a premium level at this level, you really have to anticipate very well. And I think that's something he's getting much better at. A couple more things for Joey Vitale here in the Fast Lane on 101 at ESPN. Joe, are you seeing some improvements with the power play? You know, I am. I think the biggest area of improvement has been the net firm presence of Jake Neighbors and Oscar Sunquist. You know, of course, Neighbors are on that top unit and Sunquist on that second unit. I think that for a while there, they the identity was a little bit lost where they didn't really have as strong of a net front presence player who can not only, you know, screen, bump the goalie, take the eyes away, uh, but also more importantly, you know, solves, I think just retrieving pucks, 
you know, you have pucks getting shot in from the point from, let's say, a Tory Krug or Scott Prudovich. Maybe it gets tipped and goes wide. A lot of times at the beginning of the year, those pucks were, were won by the, the opponent defenseman and they were cleared 200 feet. I think with neighbors, a player that's constantly playing on his toes, and Oscar Sunquist, one of the most relentless players, I think, on this team, when those pucks get deflected into the corners and they're 50 50 battles, those guys are on top of it. They're jumping it, they're recovering them, they're moving them out to the wings, and they're right back to the setup. So, I, I, to me, I, that's what I see the most of. I think it's traditionally still pretty similar as far as the positioning. I think the defensemen are throwing more pucks down there because they know they have the net front presence, which is another thing. But I think at the root of it all, at the root of all the improvements we've seen, uh, it's really been Sunquist and neighbors have really kind of helped uh, establish the shot first, which has been really important. Joey, last thing I have for you here, and you know, I know that you and I have been in this situation before in our careers, is you know, you find yourself kind of on the outside looking in. Maybe you're the extra forward, the extra defenseman, you're healthy scratch for a couple games. Jacob Verano, we know he's a, a very talented player, good speed, good shot, all those things. You know, what in your opinion, what does Jacob Verana have to do to try and get his work his way back in? I think I think the biggest thing that Verana needs to do, and this is after, you know, small sample size conversations with some of the coaches throughout the last month, month and a half. I think the biggest thing they see in his game that needs to be adjusted is that he sometimes has to be the guy that goes in there, does the dirty work, creates separation, and gets a stop on the forecheck. I think when you have a player like Verona who is beyond talented with, from a hand standpoint, he's got an incredible shot, maybe the, most, maybe the quickest release on this team. And so when you have those weapons, a lot of times for a player like him, you, you have a tendency to be on the perimeter, to hang out in the weeds a little bit. You tend to be the high forward in the offensive zone. And, you're, and you find yourself waiting for the puck, right? And I think for this system that Craig Berube is trying to implement, you need everyone. Every, if there's no F1, F2 established on each line. If you're the first guy, you got to go. If you're the second guy, you have to go. You have to be in there to support. The F1 job, the first four checkers job is to get a stop. you got to put body-body contact on the defenseman, and the puck has to stop. That's your only job, right? And the second guy comes in, and he's that layer of support where you find the puck, and then you go to work. I think at times Verona has just been that F3 guy. Even though he's maybe the closest to becoming F2, he's looking to his wingers, maybe or his centermen, to do that work to get in there, and he wants to hang around in the, in the slot naturally because that's where he's most gifted. But I think Craig Bruby's had multiple conversations with him. Uh, it's come to the point where I think that he had to healthy scratch him because the message just simply wasn't getting through. But when Verona does get back in, uh, he's an incredible player. He's super talented, and we all know the lethal shot he has. But he can do himself and this team a, a, lot, a lot of favors if – he looks left, looks right, and if he's that first one or that second four checker, he's got to be on the hunt. He's got to retrieve pucks, and he's got to get in there and do the dirty work too. Joe, great stuff as always, man. Have a good rest of your week, and we'll check back with you next week. Hey, sounds good, boys. You guys have a great week as well. Thank you, sir.